listening to the Zombie Drill Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the AMC series The Walking Dead. Hey everybody, welcome to episode three of Zombie Drill. This is Gino. And I'm Aaron. And we have another great show for you tonight. Um, I don't know about great. No, it's fantastic. Adequate. We were born to cast this show. Uh, we are going to start off with some Walking Dead. Uh, some Walking Dead. Uh, we are going to start with some Walking Dead. Kevin Costner is going to join us on the cast. <laughs> give us his horrible zo- zombie Boston impersonation. Ah. <laughs> uh, Ah, want some bronze? Can you imagine a zombified Kevin Costner with the accent? Or a zombified Ted Kennedy? What would he sound like saying brains? Your brains taste like turkey. Brains. Some that turkey and gravy brains. Okay. Uh, How do I get from where from Zombie Kennedy to Walking Dead Podcast Network? You just walk there like the dead. You walk there like the dead. Okay. Well, we're part of the Walking Dead Podcast Network. You can find them at forumforgeeks.com. Uh, it's us along with three other podcasts, the Walking Dead TV podcast, which, by the way, they had a great interview, a couple of great interviews with Bear McCreary, who is the uh, music composer for The Walking Dead, and also uh, Robert Kirkman himself, which both those interviews are great, so go check that out. Holy shit. How did they land that? They're landing serious interviews, man. Damn, they, I man. think they were the ones who interviewed Bicycle Girl. As well, that's that's possibly not true, but you'll have to go to their site and find out. <laughs> if you want uh-huh. confirmed facts, go to another site. If you want unfounded <laughs> speculation rumors, you're in the right place. Absolutely. Um, the other two podcasts are The Talking Dead and The Walking Dead Podcast. I enjoy them all. Uh, go check those out. Our website is zombiedrill.com. You can find us there. We post articles pretty much every day. I'm posting a couple. Um, and also our forums are there. So go check that out. We are on Twitter, uh, Zombie Drill. Just look for us. And we are also on Facebook under Zombie Drill. Go check it out. Uh, this week, we're going to discuss AMC's zombie rules that they've been posting on their Twitter feed. And these are the rules of the zombies as they will be applied in the show. Because there's all kinds of zombie universe rules. There really are. Fast there are so zombies, many. Shambling yeah. zombies, moaning zombies, silent zombies. Flying zombies. Zombies that are into voodoo zombies. discipline. <laughs> yeah. Zombies with, uh, I don't know, superpowers. Um, we Super are also, zombie. I know I said last time that we were going to do a review of Night of the Living Dead 1990, but I lied to all of our listeners. As <laughs> and is, me too. As frequently happens. I, I shed some, I cried. <laughs> I thought I was going to get, you know, remake Night of the Living Dead and he's like denied. No, no. Instead, we're actually going to do Ramirez's second movie, Dawn of the Dead. So I think that should be more interesting than the remake. Uh, so let's go ahead and get right into it. Okay. Shall we? Let's start with rule number one for the zombies in The Walking Dead. Don't talk about the zombies in The Walking Dead. Rule number two is do not talk about the zombies. And we're about to break, shatter that rule. Yeah. Because rule about... number one is actually the ability to run is based on the amount of time a zombie has been undead and how much decay is set in. So apparently these zombies can run. A freshly So a freshly reanimated zombie can... Can, can hoof it. That's what I'm taking from it. Yeah. Wow. We can. We might see. Although I think that kind of contradicts a rule that they specify later, but we'll we'll see. Um, rule number two: Zombies decay, but at a much slower rate than humans, and it's still possible to differentiate between young and old zombies. Now, I don't know if that means 
young and old people who have been zombified or zombies that were turned a long time ago versus fresh zombies? I think that's surely what they mean because even a rotted... You know, you see a a four-foot-tall corpse, you're going to assume that's a kid. (laughs) Sure, but how are you going to tell? I mean, what if a corpse that has been dead for 20 years comes back to life? Well, it's going to be more decayed than a zombie who has been zombified for 18 years. You know, but that's an interesting point. I wonder if there are rules like, you know, if a zombie, how, how decayed can a corpse be before it cannot come back at all? I would imagine it has to do with brain matter. Really? Because I, if you destroy the brain, it kills them. Oh, well, so, so, uh, you know, arguably as a, a zombie in the ground for 20 years, I mean, with, with, with modern, um, formaldehyde and embalming techniques i mean yeah. pe- you can literally make people in the kind of quasi mummies down there sure but sure. i don't know you know i don't i guess the rules are kind of hazy on that but i would think that's i think that's what they meant like you know freshly dead zombie versus one that's been a long a dead a long time yeah 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 it has i don't know any other way you could take that um okay rule number three zombies are like lions if they've eaten you can walk by them without fear but a pack of hungry zombies will attack you i like that rule it's <sighs> It's an interesting twist. I don't know, man. I have problems with it. My thing is, well, I mean, it's physiologically sound. Like, they're not going to eat until their stomachs explode, although I guess that would be cool, too. Um, What I like about it is, now, do the zombies only eat live flesh? Or do they eat any kind of like meat? Because I, can I think see... they will eat freshly dead flesh. Because if they kill somebody, yeah. they're going to feast on until he's gone, not just till he dies. Well, right. But so. I mean, does it have to be like? Because I can see like you could slaughter a cow and throw him a cow. I mean, is it? Did, are these I think zombies they have a craving for human? Flesh. It's a human flesh. I, I, I see. The most zombies in my experience don't care about cows. Well, like the Night of the Living Dead, these guys were eating cockroaches and true. True. You know, taking birds on the wing. (laughs) These rules, actually, as we go through them, I think they kind of contradict a lot of stuff that Ramiro has set out. But I realize Ramiro is kind of the godfather of all this, but you don't have to adhere strictly to his his provided rules. I mean, there are plenty of great zombie films that deviate from that significantly. I just think it's going to add some suspense. Not, again, I'm a virgin. I've not read the comics. I've stayed pretty much spoiler-free. I can see it adding some suspense because if you see a group of zombies milling around, it's like, oh, do we go for it or don't we? Because are they they sated? Can we tell how many of them are sated? I can see, like, characters talking themselves into, like, these guys look like they've, you know. <laughs> sure. They look like they're pretty full. Look at them bellies. And the interesting dynamic here is going to be, you're going into this totally blind. I'm finding as many spoilers as I possibly can. I'm going to read through all the comics. I just read through uh, Trade Paperback number three, which, by the way, is light years above Trade Paperback one and two, in my opinion. Really? Uh, there are some things that go on in three that just blew my mind. Hmm. And I did not see coming, so... I'm definitely looking forward to the rest of those. Um, But like I said, I'm looking for spoilers. So I'm coming at it from totally spoiled, no everything kind of angle. And you're just coming into it fresh, just experiencing the show as you go. taking it as it is. And not only that, but I'm not steeped in zombie lore. Like I've seen twice as many zombie movies now after seeing two of them Mm -hmm. that I had (laughs) in my entire life. (laughs) I think think that's going to make for a more interesting cast. We'll leave that up to the listeners, I guess. Yeah. Um, If they don't like it, I'm going to kick your ass off. Right. (laughs) Turn off the iPod. Turn it off for now. Okay. Zombie rule number four. The quickest speed of any zombie is... Zombie is a shambling run. See Night of the Living Dead. No sprinters exist. Oh, so they None. can't, like, you know, they can't freshly sprint. dead Carl Lewis still couldn't sprint. <laughs> they lack that coordination. <laughs> yeah. What if you, what if the zombie roided up? 
Um, like they start taking steroids after question, the... Because the thing about zombies is they'll just push their muscles until they explode. Like, they don't feel the pain right. that normal people do with the But they also, it of... seems like they, the shambling run seems to imply that they lack coordination. They do, and there's actually a rule based on that. Um, oh. The very next rule, zombies are not dexterous. They cannot pick up or use any item more complex than a rock or a stick. So they can do primitive tool making, like smashing windows. Sure. You know, I wonder if they're going to see the, see them battering things down. It's possible. Picking up a gun, using it for a club, that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting that you bring that up, because that happens in one of Romero's movies. What happened in Day of the, or Dawn of the Dead. There's a lot of zombies wielding, like, uh, you true. know, guns pointed at their own faces. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't seem to actually use them as weapons, though. They were just, like, holding them. Yeah. I don't know. And we'll definitely get to that during the review, talk about right. the type of zombies that we have there. Um, zombie rule number six. Zombies have poor eyesight, but they do have a strong sense of smell. Yeah, that 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 works in that's steeped in zombie lore. Definitely, every zombie movie I've seen, they they behave more like animals, yeah. more like uh, keener sound, keener hearing, keener sense. Yeah. Because you know your eyes are soft tissue; they're like one of the first things to fucking go. <laughs> True, mine are already going. <laughs> yeah, no I'm a perfect zombie candidate. Where where ears and nose, you know, obviously that's something that's deeper in your skull. Yeah, yeah. I, do people lose their sense of smell as they get older? I don't know. Their noses get larger. I think it gets more <laughs> I think keen. it enhances it. They're like, yeah. like 90-year-old men are Wolverine. <laughs> they look like Quark, but they're Wolverine <laughs> when it comes to their senses. Oh, boy. Sorry. Not Quark, uh, they're Grand Megas. Oh. <laughs> Lobes and all. Yeah. Uh, zombie rule number seven. Zombies cannot speak, but can communicate by pack mentality. Again, going back to them being creatures. they The herd tends to move together if they cite food. Mm-hmm. So the, there is some communication going on there, but it's more of just, like, I think body language they pick up on. you think zombies are going to be, uh, like, silent? Because, like, if you've ever played the MMO uh, Urban Dead, mm-hmm. like, one of the levels you can take is, like, a death rattle. And that allows you to – because a zombie, a first starting zombie, can't type. Like, if you <laughs> type a message, it just comes out, like – Grr, no matter what you type if you get nice. death rattle you can use some consonants like you can use like c k l m <laughs> and you can start to like have semi-intelligible spe- speech and there's one level above that like a hmm. death gasp or something where you can actually use some now or uh, some uh uh vowels <laughs> but you still can't speak like a normal human but you can you know and there's conventions like they've got a whole other language like if you type this out it will say this, and that means that. And I, I wonder if there is, Whoa. like, if zombies can, like, you know, alert by, like, howling or... Yeah, they're you know, interpreting the primitive speech that they yeah, can like, make. Like, 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 if they're excited, mm-hmm. you can tell, like, you know, if a human pops up, they get ex- You know, if that, like, you know, if it's, a, if it's, like, a telepathic, like they're talking about, or if it's pheromone, or if it's sub-vocalization, yeah, I, like wolves, or what the hell's going on there? My guess, because, I mean, you have they to use think... They sign language. <laughs> they do. They do. No, you have to think, what do humans come naturally equipped with? I mean, we don't have the same ability to sense pheromones, or the mm. ability to communicate telepathically for instance right. what we do have is we have the ability to interpret body language that's true i think that could be part of the pack mentality all right so if one zombie turns to look at something they're probably all going to tend to yeah turn yeah I, I think that's probably the most likely thing hmm. um rule number eight there is no overt recognition of people or places there is a sense of familiarity that can dictate where a zombie moves 
So just like in Dawn of the Dead, Dead. like we watched last night, people are going to gravitate towards malls. People are going to gravitate towards them. Yeah, towards their couch, sitting in front of the TV, (laughs) towards the strip club, if that's what they're so inclined to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a zombie strip club would be scary. Actually, there is a movie called Zombie Strippers. Really? You'll have to check that out. (laughs) Again, if you can, uh, I can't stress this enough. If you are going to have sex with a zombie, please practice safe sex. (laughs) I would double bag it. Double bag it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I heard that, I just heard tonight that double bag, double layering condoms is making them more prone to breakage. Yeah, because there's more friction between the, I have heard that too. But it feels good. But triple bagging, <laughs> triple bagging. Yeah, it's <laughs> just doubled layers. Just yep. dip, dip it in like indoor, outdoor latex paint with a ten-year <laughs> warranty. You're good to go. <laughs> wow, I can't imagine that you would feel anything that way. <laughs> uh, rule number nine: There's no known cause of the zombie mutation, but it's expected to be a virus or an infection, just like, so like every the people dis- other. Yeah. So the survivors are just assuming, but there's no. They don't you know, ever like say the CDC hasn't said it's the rage virus or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's not like twenty days later. Um, and that's it. They they've got the nine. I think if I remember correctly from the first night of the dead video or movie, um, the zombie infection was actually caused by radiation. So they kind of went space into radiation. That. Space radiation. Um, there weren't any zombies who could run at all. Uh, that that first guy in the met in a graveyard could do a shamble. I call it a shambling run. Really? Yeah, I would call him slow as crap. <laughs> I mean, you, like a, a speed walk, you could you could outpace him. But like just a regular walk, I mean, like the zombies from Day of the Dead that we watched la- or Dawn of the Dead last night, you yeah. could just with a walk, a purposeful walk. Oh put, yeah. But but there was some Night of the Living Dead zombies I thought that were a little bit quicker than that. Hmm. Especially the guy in a graveyard. I mean, he shambled and he wrestled with the dude. Yeah, he could yeah. get down like and kind of, yeah. You know, hmm. get down. Um get the, funky. The thing that's weird about the rule um where they're like lions and they won't eat you if they're not hungry. Yeah, what's the I've, that? I've never seen that to be the case in any zombie film. Right. They're breaking with the tradition. I, and I think it's purely I, for dramatic purpose because it gives that tension. It could be. Um, and I'm not – I've not run across that situation in Kirkman's comics yet, so I couldn't tell you. What that implies is they have a functional digestive system. It does, yeah. Which is kind which of is weird. strange too. because I thought the only thing functioning on a zombie was very, very primitive areas of its brain. Yeah. So. I wonder if there's going to impl- – there's some more implications of that too. Like uh, zombies procreating. <laughs> oh yeah, zombies taking people. A sh- do zombies shit zombies. in the wood. <laughs> Oops, wait, you're gonna have to bleep that. Sorry, <laughs> I'll just take it out. <laughs> no, I like the zombie. Do zombies defecate in the woods? No, they do not. They defecate right on your dead corpse. <laughs> and then when they, they get full, they just explode. <laughs> like a boomer left for dead. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's it for the rules. Uh, let's move into the Dawn of the Dead review. Uh, we watched Dawn of the Dead last night, and there is a lot that I want to talk about with this because I think it's a pretty deep movie. Um, oh. There's a lot of commentary in it, a lot of stuff that I know you noticed and stuff that you talked about bugging you a lot. Yeah, I talked about in the last episode that like ineffectual people irritate me. And oh my <laughs> God, did some of these people irritate me? And uh, Gino's trying to make excuses for it, and I was just not having it. Like, no. Like, for example, in the first scene where the cops were storming the projects, 
Mm-hmm. And there was like this one psycho cop that was like killing people left and right, and the other cops were like yeah. almost hesitant to shoot zombies. Mm-hmm. Dude, cops, God bless them for doing a dangerous job, but they shoot defenseless minorities and children (laughs) if they feel slightly threatened all of the time i mean i think that if there's a full-blown zombie panic and they were sending they would they would be acting all of them would be acting like the racist homicidal maniac i mean they wouldn't be shouting (laughs) the n-word and all that but they would be shooting first asking questions much later i i kind of agree with you there and i'm gonna say like i think there's a good reason to do this in the movie um, but I want to talk about like all the stupid stuff that happens first and then we can go into it right? because it all is kind of one package. Um, <laughs> the other thing you were noticing and you kept pointing out was that no one knew when their gun was empty. No yeah. one. trained military officers have no clue when their weapon is expended. Right. And what's worse than that is I saw a guy with a six shot. Yeah, know, run out and narrowly avoid being eaten by a zombie. Uh-huh. And then he had bullets in his hands. The, f- the first thing I should have seen him do as soon as he dispatched that zombie is reload his fucking gun. Instead, it, he tucks his empty gun into his waistband and proceeds. <laughs> he did try to load one. Didn't he load one bullet? While he was being attacked by the zombie, yeah, then he realized, yeah. oh, wait, this zombie can just be, like, pistol whipped to death. Uh-huh. Because these zombies were slow as shit and been ineffectual in combat. But... And the other thing is, like, I saw this dude toting five guns, yeah, and, like, yeah. one single zombie at the end of a hallway came up, and, like, this guy had, at this point, had had lots of zombie fighting experience in this mall. He freezes, fumbles with the shotgun, drops all the other guns, and then can't work the pump shotgun all of yeah. a sudden. And when he does work it, it's empty. It's like, <laughs> and if you did that, it's like, well, guess what? There's five other guns at your feet. <laughs> Pick one. Pick one and shoot the zombie in the head. Or just go up there and rifle butt it in the head. Sure. I mean, it's like, sure. anytime where I'm, like, feeling that I could be a Rambo-esque superhero in this scenario, mm-hmm. the characters, like, if it's a woman or, like, some frail old man or somebody else that could have a possible excuse to being afraid afraid of guns we're talking about these weren't just police officers they're like a swat team yeah they were trained they had rifles and everything and they were like green recruits They, they were acting that way yeah um i think that all of this ridiculous stuff where people are not shooting things and people can't operate guns Mm -hmm. i think it all has dramatic effect within the movie i think without that you don't have much of a message in the movie because what i what i compared the film to is the 12-step program like it it takes you on uh, a ride through the emotions are you talking about the seven through... steps of grief because you keep on saying 12 sure steps. That's alcoholics anonymous <laughs> sure okay yeah that's first accept, first to. accept that you, you know that you have no control over the zombies <laughs> then accept then that your yourself... brains are forfeit <laughs> and give yourself over to a higher power <laughs> the zombies yes uh sure the seven steps of grief whatever you're talking about yeah so you got like uh what is it denial Denial, yeah uh anger grief bargaining i think yoda said most of these right yeah acceptance yeah Uh, intoxication fear suffering arousal (laughs) detoxification (laughs) yeah all that stuff happens um no but in the case of this movie zombification was the final step (laughs) for almost every protagonist um, you just accept, but they, they're taking you on that journey. I think when it starts and people are fumbling with their guns and they can't seem to think straight, it's because they, he's trying to tell you that 
they don't understand what's happening yet. And they're unable to operate in this system that has changed so radically. I guess. It just does strike, again, uh, if that's the case, then don't pick characters that are hardened SWAT team members. They yeah. Could've, and could have picked those, like, just everyman characters that had guns. Like you did in the first film, and I, yeah. I kind of agree with that. That was... That was a very good decision. Throughout the whole movie, you're seeing stuff like that. You're seeing things where people could shoot the zombie right away. Like, a zombie's walking down a hallway at you. It's 50 feet away. You could take... You've got your pistol aimed at it. You're just not taking the shot. And I think that is not just because the guy couldn't take the shot. It's also to show his remorse, to show what he's thinking about, is this still a human is yeah, this well, they were a totally creature that I can kill without regret? Yeah, they were yeah. totally going for an angle. I just thought it was kind of unrealistic. It is, but that's movie making. I guess. I mean, The Matrix is not very realistic. Yeah, but within its own universe, the rules are consistent, I guess. Maybe. Like, or like, Who knows? I don't know. Like, Keanu, like, the, you know, that's a good example. Keanu's the everyman. He's the audience. At first, he's like, goes from disbelief and he's like, incompetent. But there's a good reason because he's a computer nerd. Sure. You know, he's never, sure. he doesn't know Kung Fu. And then they, he goes instantly competent because he's had Kung Fu crammed into his skull. So it's like, it, I don't know. You're right. It's not unrealistic, but it makes sense. I just wish if they, they could have done that with just every man type characters. They didn't have to have like a helicopter pilot and two SWAT team members and some random chick, you know, I don't know. Sure. So no, I see where you're coming from, but I, I think it's more than just a, some of it's, it should have starred the one legged priest. Oh, we're going to get to the one-legged priest. <laughs> Trust me. We're getting there. Before we move off, because I don't want to forget this, but I did okay. – what I thought was extremely realistic is uh-huh. when they showed, like, the rural rednecks. And they were showing, like, yeah, on TV show, like, different reaction around the country. And they showed, oh, like, yeah. a, they, they showed, like, some southern rednecks that were, like, setting up hunting blinds and just shooting zombies oh, yeah. for fun. And I'm like, that's probably true. If a zombie apocalypse yeah. happened, that there would be a lot of people just like, oh my god, I can't believe I get to shoot, you know, people for you know totally. for fun. Yeah, no, there, no law. That is to me what makes a zombie movie a zombie movie almost because that is in legitimately about ninety five percent of the zombie really? movies I've seen. You got to see a redneck that's just shooting up zombies. Yeah, you see, well, not even just one. You see a whole camp of rednecks yeah. set up with their trucks and their guns and their tents just and their a good old time. hot dog stands yeah. and beer, like chugging beer. Like, yeah, they're having a great time out there hunting people. Essentially, yeah, is what they want to do. Yeah. So yeah, that's a zombie movie staple for sure. I guess we can move directly into like some of the deeper stuff of the film like um there's a lot of social commentary in this one i mean even more so than i noticed in night Living oh Dead. i mean the consumer culture absolutely i mean the whole location the mall is this social commentary on the dumbing down of america and people in this uh like you said consumerist culture right where material possessions are basically what we're striving for and I liked how the main characters were initially just gleeful when they realized that, you know, we've got this whole mall. Yeah. We can get rid of zombies. And once they, like, acquired everything mm-hmm. and they had, like, gotten all the zombies out, they quickly they lost became interest. listless because, you know, that was a commentary on, you know, having versus wanting things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it seems so, like, it would be awesome to just take over a mall, have it all to yourself, you know, but then you get really bored really quick. Yeah, I I definitely pulled that out. Like almost like life is about struggle, and once the struggle's gone, then Hmm. what's there left to live for? Yeah, because they almost seemed happy at the end, didn't they? 
yeah, flying off in that helicopter. Right. They almost seemed like the struggle is back on. We have something yeah. to try to live for. So. Right. Like when the bike, the biker gang invaded the mall mm-hmm. and upset their universe and, you know, shook up the party. Uh, yeah, t- totally. Plus, I think the dude was, like, happy that he wasn't being cock-blocked by the helicopter pilot anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'd be happy. I'm not going to go there. I'd be happy. (laughs) I'm not going there. (laughs) Um, The the other thing I noticed about, like, some of the undertones, I thought there was still some racial stuff in this one. And, I mean, it was like... Oh, yeah. I mean, it was blatant at the beginning. Like when they were invading the projects. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, and, and, the, bla- and the black out, crippled but... preacher said that. What do you say about like you know, uh, your power more po- stronger than us? But in not long, we'll but be they, more stronger than you. I, I think, think he said they'll be stronger than you, implying like you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, this was a building full of minorities that had turned. Yeah. But um, and also the the part where. The uh, black cop, I, I don't know his name. Uh, either. I don't know, um, I don't know any of their names, yeah. So um, the black cop, the white cop, the helicopter pilot, and his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the geeky. Oh, yeah, he's a helicopter pilot. Yeah, right. Yeah. He always seems like a geek to me. I don't know why. I agree. His jacket is Poindexter. freaking disgusting. Yeah, right. It's, I don't know. Every time I saw him on sort screen, of bomber jacket. Every time I saw him on the screen, I wanted to smack the books out of his hands. <laughs> um, anyway, the black cop had to eventually shoot that racist cop yeah so i'm wondering if that's like some sort of commentary on some just like a shout out to the fact that the civil liberties or the the civil rights movement had had such success at that point because this is 1978 this is like what a decade after but interesting like the 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 cop the black cop seemed like he hesitated a hell of a lot more than obviously the white cop was just blown you know shooting darky well i mean he was like mowing through but this guy's like he was like the redneck in that scenario yeah only when he the black the when the white guy the white insane racist cop was like overtly threatening did he finally pull the trigger yeah yeah um but i thought that was interesting from a racial connotation sort of standpoint I don't think it has anything to do with the racial commentary, but did you notice a lot of white dudes painted up like Hispanics and black people? Well, especially in the intro where they were invading the projects, I noticed that everyone with a gun that was, like, resisting was white. Yeah, and they had thick layers of makeup on their face. Well, to kind of make them look a little swarthy, but none of them were black. And when they finally got into the project, like, where the, like, regular people are, all the, like, you know, basically none of the... African Americans were hostile. They were all just basically yeah. You know? They were like, "We're ready to come out," and they would get their head blown off by the crazy dude. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely designed to. So I thought that was a. Con- I had to be a conscious choice that only the guys that had guns and the projects and were actually violent and the the type of people that this crazy cop was going on about <laughs> happened to be white people. Yeah, yeah. Hmm, interesting. Um, going back to the beginning of the film, there's. There's a big hubbub. Well, let's start with the opening shot. The opening shot to me is fantastic. They've got the just—they're just showing her face against this red model background that looks like blood and guts. Yeah, and all this like she was reclining stuff. against an intestine. Yeah, <laughs> or laying in a intestine. pool of disgusting intestines. Right. Um, but then they pan out a little bit, and it shows that it's actually carpet on the wall of the television studio. Right. And I thought that was just really cool. Yeah. Um. And then the in the television studio, there's basically chaos going on because this guy is interviewing someone who is a radical, uh, almost conspiracy theorist kind of guy. In yeah. this case, he happens to be right. Yeah, he's pro zombie. He's very, 
Well, I don't know that he wants to be a zombie. He's pro-zombie truth. Yes, yes. He's telling the truth about zombies. And if this guy were on the television... He's a zombie truther. (laughs) Telling me that there were zombies around, I probably would have believed him because he was actually pretty persuasive. I I mean, the interviewer was talking to him and apparently saying some things he didn't like and trying to play it up like he's a crazy person. And he was like, listen, this is not a talk show. You're interviewing me on the news, right? And this is what's happening, right? This is, you're not gonna spin it some way to make it seem like I'm crazy because right. I'm not. <laughs> well, and I, I think that's the other kind of unrealistic thing about a lot of zombie movies I've seen that it takes the populace so long to wake up to the fact that there's a zombie. Yeah, didn't we? Dis- where did we discuss this? Didn't In we? the zombie apocalypse cast, I think well, we talked about this. This is a different cast, but just briefly, yeah. it's like I find it unrealistic that like even something unbelievable, like when the twin towers fell. Sure. Sure. Like, after the first building f- fell, people were like, whoa, what the fuck, man? What? And, but then within minutes after the second one f- fell, we pretty much uh, accepted it as like, wow, this is the new world we live in. I mean, like, I yeah. have to think that if there's camera footage of Walking Dead shambling through a town <laughs> and, like, National Guard being mobilized, that people would be – I know I would be checking my guns and ammo. See, the only reason I have a problem with that is – and using that analogy of 9-11 is – 9-11 was not out of the realm of the natural. Not, it was not outside of what we know can physically happen. Yeah, but, but remember... zombies coming back from the dead... Right. That is something that is so supernatural and so out of the realm of possibility as far as we're concerned that it, I think it would take people a lot longer to well, recognize. I mean, think about the radio show that Orson Welles did. Not, uh, War of the Worlds. The War of the Worlds, yeah. where like, it fucking freaked out. It freaked out a whole town's worth of people. Yeah. I mean, and, like, had panic calls, and people were mobilizing and, like, you know, barricading their homes up. I mean, I I really think that, again, if it came, like, if you turn on the CNN Mm -hmm. and, like, you saw zombies, you would think, okay, is this April 1st? Yeah. And then after 15 minutes of watching, you'd be like, my God, I can't believe this is happening, but this is happening. I think that's the majority of people's I think the War of the Worlds thing works against that because – now, the, at the time that that was done, that was so novel an idea yeah. that no one had ever even conceived of it. Right. And now that we know that that's a possibility, TV and radio stations will mess with us a little bit. We'll do these programs that seem realistic when the, nothing is really happening. I think that actually makes it harder to believe. Yeah, but on the other hand, if you're watching CNN and zombies, and then you turn to MSNBC and zombies, and you turn to sure, Fox News, sure. God help you, zombies. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's like it's breaking into the daytime. I mean, that is what... If they you know. cut off American Idol for that, right? about it. It's kind of like Shaun of the Dead where he was flipping and every channel was talking about yeah. it, and he's like, you know... But he just shuts it off. <laughs> he plays video he's games. He's like, oh, right. whatever. Right. Um, and yeah, you, you might be right about that. The other thing I want to talk about is the music in this. The, uh, <laughs> there's some funny music, but there's actually a lot of really good music in it, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, the score here is done by Goblin, which is a band, I think they're from the UK, but, um, they do a lot of music for, uh, Dario Argento's films Mm. um suspiria is one of like the legendary ones i guess they use a lot i haven't actually seen that movie but they use a lot of like weird vocal tracks and uh very experimental music so right that i thought that was cool um they're kind of a famous band and (laughs) the other thing i want to talk about the music is near the end where it gets very like military a teams type stuff yeah 
it's so bizarre for what's going on on the screen. Like when the biker band or the biker uh-huh. gang invaded, what was it they kept on playing? Like da 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 da. It's like the super chicken. Yeah, theme. it was like they were like they're bugling like they around. Someone there bugling. Yeah. yeah. That was kind of weird, over and over and over, like almost a heroic, something you'd play with, like a heroic military charge. Yeah, and when I watched it in the past, I always thought they just had a bugler there. Right. They were just, and I still assume there's a bugler somewhere in the background if you watch it no, enough dude, times. That's just the messed up soundtrack. You think so? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't think there's a biker gang with a bugler. <laughs> I think he All would. Right. I think he would be raped. <laughs> Pre-zombie apocalypse. <laughs> what, 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 boy, what you got that bugle for? <laughs> okay you blow that bugle too well um too good let's talk about the one-legged preacher i think the one-legged preacher puts this movie creepy over the as, top creepy as hell very creepy yeah i mean you see and he had like the crutch strapped under it was his arm str- well no it, i think it was strapped to his his like with a belt or something to his thigh Still? but that but when he actually stayed in one spot or when he walked he like braced with it mm-hmm. but he could stand up and gesture with two hands yeah like, he was strapped was somehow creepy. somehow attached to his <laughs> hip like an erector set man it was really really creepy but regardless of how it was attached one legged preacher means best zombie movie ever and one eyed right. raving maniac on oh, tv guy with an eye patch yeah one legged preacher Not guy no with an explanation eye patch. he just taken over and was like like it'd be like a one eyed rush limbaugh just demagoguing <laughs> on the air during the last moments of the zombie apocalypse <laughs> that would be awesome the twilight of human civilization um also we noticed massive walkie talkies oh yeah huge like I don't know. These things were big. How, how that big thing, was that thing was like 30 years ago, right? This movie's 30 yeah. years ago. And they had walkie-talkies the size of, like, shoeboxes. Maybe half the yeah. size of a shoebox. But what's funny is, uh, you know, like, a, a droid phone is one-tenth that size and what yeah. and, and what all it can do. It does a heck of a lot more than walkie-talkie. Yeah. It's just, you know, that's old technology always cracks me up. Oh, what what was really cool is the old video, the video arcade. Oh yeah, because they were like playing pong. They were playing contemporary games. And remember at the that time. one video game was a racing game, but it was like mechanical. When you turned a wheel, it turned like a little car on a stick. Yeah, that was like going over a background that was just, you know, wrote like like. Was that done for the movie? Do you no, think? those were real things. When I was a well, kid. I know the video games were, but I didn't know. That type of video game, arcade game, really existed. I had wow. a little, I had a little tiny one when I was a kid. So is it like a tape that, when it's your like, game's it's, over, it reverses and goes. No, back to the it's beginning? like a background that's like you know a player piano. Sure. That yeah. like loop, loop of fabric just loops over and over again. Well, that just loops over and over and over again, and I'm not sure how it worked out, but you actually, you know, you had a little thing on a stick with a steering wheel, and it would like move around like that, and. So it's mechanical. I don't think there was any collision detection or anything. It's just basically you put in a quarter to play a set amount of time, and it was just a novel Mm. experience of doing... Moving a car on a closed screen. It's just how primitive the video games are. Oh, sure. But, I mean, they're they're paying quarters to play Pong. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool to see those contemporary video games. And I actually thought it was really cool in general to see the style of the 1970s i mean that movie is steeped in the 70s and like the advertising some of Mm -hmm. it looks so contemporary like when they were in that jc penny that the like font that they used or stuff that you would see in a jc penny today like that style has come back Uh but then you go into a bank and they had all this like scripted 
yeah. you know, like weird and cursive font, and it's like, no, you'd never. Now see they'd that. have like lens flares and yeah, and glossy like, graphics. Everything would be and, Helvetica. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, all lowercase. And the font that they had up on uh, pennies would not be oh, no, the no, same no, no, one. No, no, no. <laughs> that was no, definitely no. the seventies. Yeah, that was cool though. Yeah, that whole mall just like reeked of the seventies, and I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also, weird thing in the mall, they had a hockey rink, an ice skating rink. Is that yeah? Where it was, was that an actual hockey to... rink? I think it was well, it was, it ice was. Skating they had rink. well, they had nets on there. And I just wonder where because some I don't know where that was set. Uh, Monroeville Mall in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, well, that explains it. They're crazy about hockey. Yeah. I mean, on <laughs> East Coast up to Pittsburgh, hockey is huge. Like, the way we live in Indiana, the way we play basketball. Just no. Just, like, pick up basketball. All we have in Indiana is corn, man. And corn and basketball. Okay. And Indianapolis 500. <laughs> sure. And sure. it's a zombie podcast, apparently. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the way we play pickup basketball games, they play pickup hockey games out there. They all have huh. gear. And I, don't you remember, like, when... Uh, some of our friends from Massachusetts moved out here, and they had those big duffel bags full of hockey equipment. It's like, so where do you guys no. play? And we're like, none of us even know how to ice skate, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, we we I've never skate been at a skating skate. rink for, like, kitsch purposes, just to yeah. hook up with girls. <laughs> I mean, we don't competitively skate. No. Much less ice skate. And we don't get the channels that they play hockey on. Sorry. No, no we do not. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I thought that was hilarious. And what did you say? During while we were watching the film about the hockey, oh, I don't know what did I say. It, 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 something about zombies absolutely loving hockey, like <laughs> zombies are addicted to hockey. Yeah, right, right. I'm well because they were like into the nets, man. Like George oh, yeah. Romero must have like set up a camera outside that net, packed sixteen people in it, and say, "Make love to that net. <laughs> Act like that net is giving you more pleasure you've ever experienced in your life. That net is heroin. That net is heroin. Shoot it up. I mean, because they were going nuts over it. I love that we're building up Romero as this, like, rogue, in-your-face director. He has Because in the first be. cast, we were like, I want you to hit her this time. Yeah. And tell her, now I want you to make love to yeah. that net. Yeah, right, man. You're hammering. The, you're stage hammering. Don't, you, you, don't, let you, don't let me catch you stage hammering again. You hammered a heck. You hammered a SH double Y. SH double I'm swearing his cast, man. Huh? I'm going to swear in his cast. It's like give, making me break out in hives. <laughs> you said you could do it. I you said yeah, you could do it. I'm trying. I'm trying, man. I'm sweating. I might have to. Uh, I'm sweating it. like. I, see, I want to make a simile right now. I'm sweating yeah. like something disgusting involving yeah. prostitution involving and, and swearing and all that. And I can't. I want it. It's there. I can see it. <laughs> the kids don't like it, man. Yeah, yeah. Kids can't handle it. It cuts your iTunes audience, I guess. <laughs> that explicit tag and neuters it. Um, okay, you've got to remember this. You had a plan, a business strategy to set up during the zombie apocalypse. Talk a little bit about it. Um, okay. Leather products made from zombie skin. Sure. You know, sure, it's like, like you it. want a pair of like the best gloves you've ever you've ever had in your life? Well you yeah. skin a zombie's hands that's slightly larger than you <laughs> and you wear those gloves. I go get Dikembe Matumbos. Like hands. like you think like the best pair of gloves I have are kangaroo skin motorcycle gloves and they're like so tactile and soft and supple. But I can imagine wearing zombie skin <laughs> hands, <laughs> zombie skin boots, zombie skin <laughs> belts. Uh, like Crocodile Dundee style uh, 
leather uh, zombie fedoras. Z- yeah, zombie beanie hats. Like a, like a vest, <laughs> studded yeah. collars for the, you know, bondage and discipline set. I mean, uh, I'm talking, there's the sky's the limit, and there's a limitless supply. Wow. Wow. Supply and demand. Plus there when, may not be any plus, demand. Plus, when civilization restores, it's going to be in such demand. Zombie skin boots. Oh my God! Paris Hilton's going to want those. Yeah, those I imagine you're going to have to kill off most of the zombies to uh, reestablish society, right? Oh, so if all the zombies are dead and you've stockpiled zombies, yeah, I mean skin, they're not going to ever let you skin humans. So like no. this is a once in a lifetime, unless you lived in Nazi Germany. <laughs> When they were doing wow, god awful things to people, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Sure, to capitalize get, to get zombie skin uh, articles. I'm telling <laughs> you, zombie skin gloves or boots. You think like 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 those little running, those are little running <laughs> the gloves, five fingers. Yeah, the yeah. vibrant five finger gloves that all the like uh, running guys they're like swear by. Imagine yeah. a zombie foot. You just slide that thing on. <laughs> See, I'm picturing guts and all. Like you don't even. No, you, can't. you like pull the bone out, and whatever meat stays in there is just in there. <laughs> it just squishes out like red jam. Yeah, it's like Doctor Shoals no, sort of jelly. No, you would tan it properly. Come on, let's not be disgusting. <laughs> oh yeah, lace it. You have to put laces on it so you can just lay, you know lace it on. Mouth guards made of zombie teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, zombie gums. For All right, you guards. just went too far, man. Hey, hey, that's what this podcast far. is about. Going too far. Okay, that's all I've got. Did you want to say anything else about the movie? No. No, nothing else to say. Not scary. Not scary at all. No, and I don't think Romero's movies are meant to be that scary. They're more they're social you, commentary. They, yeah, they and the, they're the exploration of what he thinks would really happen in this scenario. I think he's way off base, but I do think he uses the scenario to hold up a mirror to human culture. Absolutely. From the two movies yeah. I've seen of him. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's going to do it then. Um like I said before, our website is zombiejoel.com. Check it out. These podcasts are posted there, and they're also on iTunes. Um, we have both an MP3 version and an enhanced version. I would recommend the enhanced version because it has a lot of art and it has a lot of links to things that we talk about in the podcast. And you don't need iTunes, right? You can play it right off the site, right? You can, yeah. There's a little uh, video window that will come up with each post, and you can just play it right there on the site. Um, also, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at safehouse at zombiedrill.com. And that's it. With that said, until next time, I'm Gino. And I'm Aaron. 